Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here on a Thursday morning. Can you believe it? The last day of March, March 31st. And so glad you joined us. We take 10, 15 minutes here every weekday morning to unpack a portion of God's Word. And we're running concurrently with our series um, in the book of Romans. So lots to cover in Romans, um, only so much time on a Sunday morning. So we parcel out some time here during the weekday to kind of take a deep dive into some different things that maybe we didn't have an opportunity to talk about the first go around. So um, today we are still in Romans 8, and Pastor Rob preached on um, this particular passage um, a couple of weeks ago. And so we're kind of coming behind it, making some comments. We're going to be back in Romans this week, Romans 8, 26 through 30. But let me read the passage um, that Pastor Rob preached on just a couple of weeks ago and tell you what we're going to sort of focus on. Okay, so Paul's talking about future glory. And here in Romans 8, 18, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first spirits of the, uh, I'm sorry, the first fruits of the spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So Paul says there, there's two kinds of groanings happening right now from humanity. One, there's the groaning of the creation, which um, because the creation is fallen, it's broken, um, it's, it's subjected to futility, there are famines and disease and um, natural disasters, and, and these are all symptoms of the fact that, not that the world is inherently evil, but that evil has entered the world, and that we, we, we groan um, because the creation has been subjected to fertility, and we long for the time when there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. Paul says the same thing happens as we are personally groaning, right? Um, we are dying. We are decaying. Um, things are broken around us, not just in the created order, but in the relational order, in the spiritual order. And Paul says we are waiting eagerly uh, for the redemption of our bodies. And Paul says that, that we can wait in hope because of something that Jesus has already done. You see, not only has Jesus already died for us, defeated sin, um, rose from the grave, but in fact, he, we, have, we are the first fruits of the Spirit. And here I think Paul's referencing, at least in part, to this idea that to communicate his guarantee to one day redeem our bodies, to redeem our souls, he's left us with a down payment. He's left us with a deposit. And that deposit 
um, of course, is the Holy Spirit that lives with inside of us. So um, I know some of you um, remember the days of layaway in the early 70s, right? You'd go to the department store. There was no such thing as the credit card or they weren't in use much. Um, you didn't just put things on credit and slowly pay it off. You actually had to pay cash on the barrel. And so you had this thing called layaway where, where you would find an item that you wanted and you would have the store clerk lay it away, put it to the side, and you would put a deposit on it. And this deposit was, was large enough to communicate your intention to come back at a later time and to finish paying off that item and thus to reclaim it for yourself. And obviously the larger deposit, the larger the deposit, the more assurance that you were given or you were giving that person or that store that you, in fact, you really wanted that item. And so when we think about what deposit that, um, that God has given us, what guarantee, okay, um, that, and, and think about it this way, we have been laid away, so to speak, and God has put down a deposit with us um, for his assurance that one day he is going to return for us and he's going to make all things new. He's going to make, to make the creation new. He is going to make our bodies new. He is going to resurrect us. He is going to give us a new home. Well, um, there are a lot of things that God could have left as a deposit, right? But what's amazing is that what God left as a deposit to guarantee um, our inheritance, to guarantee his work in us was in fact God himself, okay? So Paul talks about this idea that the Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So God says, I'm not going to leave you an object. I'm not going to leave you a shrine. I'm not going to, to, to simply leave you with a code of conduct. I'm not going to leave you with a set of memories. Although all those things have their own context and are important in their own way. But what I'm going to, in fact, leave you is myself. I'm going to actually indwell you through my spirit and um, as, as we're going to see in our sermon this Sunday, his spirit bears witness with our spirit and reminds us that we are sons and daughters of God. And so this is a way of communicating to us as believers, one, how much God loves us, that how much of a treasured possession of his that we really are, how much he values our presence and redemption with him for all eternity. It means so much to him that God is willing to stake his very self and life on it to say, this is how certain I am. I'm coming back for you. I'm going to live within you. And I can't be separated from myself. So I mean, that means I can't be separated from you. And that's my guarantee. So it kind of reminds me of the passage in Genesis, right? When God makes a covenant with Abraham. God has Abraham cut open um, and sacrifice the animals and to spread the blood. And what happens here is that God walks through the flaming torches and the sacrifice of the animals. And in that ancient culture, when you made a covenant, the thing that would um, that, that would happen is that when parties made the covenant, okay, with one another, they would walk through the pieces to signify 
as has happened to this animal who's been slaughtered and cut up, so will happen to me if I break my word to you. Well, the fact that it's not Abraham, okay, who walks through the middle of the flaming pieces, okay, but in fact, it's God himself was a powerful statement to Abraham, which was, my covenant is absolute. My covenant is rock solid. And that's the essence of what we're reading in Romans 8. Christian, if you are trusting in Jesus Christ, God's covenant with you is rock solid. It is absolute. Um, it cannot be altered. It cannot be changed. Um, it is um, monergistic, which means that it is a one-way initiative from God himself that he is going to do what he says he is going to do. And this is what we can be encouraged in as his people today. Now, Sunday, we're going to talk about how that spirit, what that spirit, his spirit actually does within us. But now it's enough to know that God's given us that spirit. He's laid us away. He's put the deposit down. And the deposit that, he's the, that he has given for our souls is his very self. So Christian, be encouraged today in that. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, for our last devotional of the week. It's been great being back with you all. Uh, let me pray, and then we'll go from this place. Now, Lord, remind us that you've loved us enough to guarantee our redemption by using the guarantee of your very self to remind us that you are coming back for us, that you are working. In fact, you are indwelling us right now. Or let us draw strength from that. Let us draw encouragement from that. Or we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, everybody. See you tomorrow.